you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord. You'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Had just a little bit of uh, technical difficulty there uh, getting my soundboard to uh, be recognized, but uh, we certainly appreciate all of you who have joined us today, whether you're on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. Thank you for being a part of CAC Daily iCast, and uh, it is a Tuesday that's right. Seems like it should be a Friday. Had a long Monday. Anybody ever have a long Monday? And then all of a sudden it just seems like that, uh, you know, Tuesday seems like it should be Friday because Monday seemed like a week long. But anyway, uh, we was over at uh, Pipeful Church last night and doing some things to about 2.30. Uh, I got in bed, I think, this morning. So uh, we're just a little bit scraggly in our voice and all of that. But you can look over that, can't you? Of course you can. Well, we're glad that you've joined us today, as we said, and we got some announcements that we need to make coming up this Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be happening. Uh, This Sunday is going to be a great time because we're going to have Brother Cornelius Harper at both places, and uh, that's always a good thing. And so Brother Harper's going to be with us at CAC at 11 a.m. for the 11 a.m. service. So no Sunday school on Sunday. And then we're going to have uh, him go, and he will be with us at Pikeville. And we are going to be celebrating our 11th anniversary service. So we're looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, uh, we uh, will have a cookout following. So keep that in mind. And we have a Christmas program sign-up sheet on the back podium at CAC. Be sure to sign up if you want to be a part of the Christmas program. CAC Homecoming Service is coming up October 21st at 7 p.m. and October 22nd at 11 a.m. Brother George Scott's going to be with us. Harvest Time Crusade's just around the corner also. Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m. That's right. Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. So, yeah, we've got uh, some great things coming up at CAC. And then we right here at CAC Daily iCast, we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary service, and that's going to be December the 5th, and we started back in 2013. We also have some prayer requests that we need to make mention of. Uh, Of course, we have many on the prayer request. We need to uh, see what's going on. And uh, also, uh, we want to mention the last 10 or so of these. Nancy Brown, Reed Darnell, Tito Ratliff, Marvin Bentley, Barbara Dove, Sue Bain, Rebecca James, Paxton, Bentley, and Whitley, and Rosa Urib, and uh, or it might be Urib or Urabi, uh, but uh, it's U R I B E. So let's remember Rosa in prayer. If you have a prayer request or testimony or anything like that, you can call in at 606 282 or you can email those to our uh, prayer connection email, which is prayer at Cornerstone Apostolic. Well, let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, I was uh, 
when I woke up this morning, uh, woke up before the clock went off, and then I decided I'm going to just get me about five more minutes. Well, uh, it was a little bit more than five minutes, and so that put me running late to getting everything together. So that's why uh, I've still got one computer that was reloading, and it's it's still... Uh, you know how they are. Everything's got to update. Everything's got to, uh, you know, restart and all that. So um, we got one that's still trying to restart. But uh, with that said and done, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for the broadcast today and all of these on the prayer list. Lord, we come before your presence today and we thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to gather together in your mighty name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every one on the prayer list, that you will give them healing, provision, whatever their needs are, you will supply them according to your riches and glory. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for all of those who are watching today, that you will uh, touch them in their bodies, supply their needs, and also just let them feel your presence today in their homes. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that needs a touch spiritually, physically, or mentally. And Lord, we love you. We thank you. You're our help, our, our help in the time of trouble, and our healer when we're sick. And we're going to give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, um, let's see if we can't jump right into our Bible reading. We're reading our way through the uh, the New Testament and once, or the Old Testament, I should say. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to jump back into the New. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you've read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily ICAST. Second Samuel chapter thirteen. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister, whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. And he said unto him, why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it at her hand. So Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar my sister come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight, that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house, and dress him meat. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was laid down. And she took flour and kneaded it, and made cakes in his sight, and did bake the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have out all the men from me. And they went out every man from him. 
And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber, that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made, and brought them into the chamber to Amnon her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her, and said unto her, Come, lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly, and I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. Then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me, and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of divers colors upon her. For with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparel. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head, and rent her garment of divers colors that was on her, and laid her hand on her head, and went on crying. And Absalom her brother said unto her, Hath Amnon my brother been with thee? But hold now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon, because he had forced his sister Tamar. And it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers in Baal Hazor, which is beside Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold now, thy servant hath sheep shearers. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servant go with thy servant. And the king said to Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not all now go, lest we be chargeable unto thee. And he pressed him. Howbeit he would not go, but blessed him. Then said Absalom, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said unto him, Why should he go with thee? But Absalom pressed him, that he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye, now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, Smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have I not commanded you? Be courageous, and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man gat him up upon his mule and fled. And it came to pass, while they were in the way, that tidings came to David, saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons, and, and there is not one of them left. Then the king arose and tare his garments and lay on the earth. And all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. 
And Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my lord suppose that they have slain all the young men, the king's sons. For Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this hath been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now therefore, let not my lord the king take the thing to his heart, to think that all the king's sons are dead, for Amnon only is dead. But Absalom fled, and the young man that kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there came much people by the way of the hillside behind him. And Jonadab said unto the king, Behold, the king's sons come, as thy servant said, so it is. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of speaking, that, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept. And the king also and all his servants wept very sore. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amihud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. And the soul of King David longed to go forth unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. my window pane it looks like it's about 70 degrees already this morning and of course uh we do have uh the weather going to be a high of 78 today sun followed by clouds with a thunderstorm this afternoon so uh we'll see what happens there but uh looks like that my little graphic went uh, crazy when it restarted this morning. So let's just see if we can't fix this and we'll get it the way it should be. So you don't see all of the junk that you shouldn't see. There you go. All right. Now let's see what we got. We got, uh, high 78 today and looks like that it's going to be, uh, as we said, sun, by clouds, followed by clouds, and a thunderstorm this afternoon. Also, uh, tomorrow's going to be a high of 73. Yeah, just 73 degrees tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what is going on right here in our little corner of the world. And let's see if I can't get this uh, back again the way that it should be. Having just a little bit of stubbornness this morning with the with the program so uh we'll we'll see what we can do here kind of get this lined out here we go there you go so it's going to be 78 for the high today and then tomorrow look there 73 look at that low 51 and that's not all look at thursday 70 for the high and 49 for the low. And then on Friday, 74. And sunshine, low of 49. 69. Oh, my. Look at Saturday, 69 degrees. Well, that's what's happening in our little corner of the world. 
and let's see what we can get here if we can bring up our weather map and it's it's decided it's not going to cooperate this morning but uh oh it's getting ready to cooperate there we go let's see what's going on in our little corner of the world of course uh let me get uh one more thing up here and then we'll jump back there to the weather because uh you can see that we do have some uh showers that are close by and uh you know we need to remember that uh with the showers close by yeah anything can happen but uh that's that's basically what's going on and uh we look at uh all sorts of rain all over uh look like the Louisville area in Lexington uh but uh doesn't look like anything immediate but look at this one little spot i'll just show you right quick see that little spot right here that uh is just to our south and just to our east well if you notice the motion of it it is going this way so that means that it possibly could get up to us everything else seems to be going that way so uh Hopefully the major stuff will bypass us, but it looks like that one little spot could give us a little bit of a problem. Well, that's what's going on in our little corner of the world in the weather. Uh, while you say let's do this, this is a, um, this is, uh, well, going to be 60 seconds with the pastor. You got a minute? Everybody's got a minute, so you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalms 27 and 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Fear is a common word that is thrown around in our day today. People are afraid to go out. People are afraid to go to church. And some people are afraid of what is going to happen in this volatile world. The Lord doesn't want us to be afraid. He is our salvation and the strength of our life. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. That is 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, well, you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. And uh, we recorded that particular episode back in April of 2021. We got some new ones coming up, so just hang in there. We're working our way through the list. And, uh, well, let's see if we can't get into our trivia question today. We always like to get that in because uh, it's always fun to search the word. Here we go.
What time is it? i tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what the uh, trivia question for today is. Who was Saul's oldest son? Who was Saul's oldest son? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was this. Which book describes the rebuilding of the temple after the release of the Jews from Babylon? And out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. So, yeah, we'll give you a hand. That's found in the book of Ezra. And so 100% of you got it correct. So good job. And you can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that, as we said, on tomorrow's broadcast. This is episode 144 this year that we've got to uh, put in the history books. And also, uh, we are on day 255 of this year out of 365 days. And we usually get about uh, 200 episodes in per year. But uh, this year, we're not going to quite reach that mark. So... uh, We're going to uh, still wind up with about 2,100 episodes by the time we celebrate our 10th anniversary service on 12-5-13. So, yeah, we've we've been around for 10 years and uh, 2,100 episodes, just a couple of months away from uh, celebrating our 10th anniversary service. Well, if you happen to be in Yalabud, Ohio, I'll be up there. Uh, I think it's the last of this month uh, that I will be there. Let me double check, make sure. But I think it's on uh, the 30th 
Uh, let's see here. Mm, I got to make sure I'm not telling you wrong because it might just be. I'm pretty sure it is the 30th and the 1st. But I'm going to double check that because we have a viewer who uh, who takes care of all of the bookings up there. And I'm sure they will correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, let's see. The end of September. I know I wrote that down. Yes, I did. Nope. It's the uh, see, sixth. <laughs> I found it. Don't panic. Don't panic in yellow, bud. The sixth and the seventh. Uh, is that correct? Does that sound right? Sixth and seventh. And, uh, hopefully, uh, we got everything correct on that. Friday and Saturday. Okay. I think that's right. So, uh, <laughs> so you might want to, I'm going to check my text that I got. Yeah. October 6th and 7th. Woo. I got it correct. Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I don't. There's a song that says that. Yeah. But uh, that's what happens sometimes. Well, Let's see if we can't squeeze this in before we take our break and have our teaching session. Of course, this is the Commonwealth Minute. It is with uh, Richard Nelson, who is the director. Gender transi transition surgeries are growing, and even the New York, uh, even New York has questions now. What about that? Yeah, let's see what's going on there. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The number of gender transition surgeries in America has tripled in the last seven years, and a New York Times article covering the story has raised serious questions. The author noted that so-called gender-affirming surgery is endorsed by a wide array of medical groups, yet surprisingly, little has been known about how often these operations are performed. The article reports of a great controversy on doing these procedures on adolescents. Now the American Academy of Pediatrics is rethinking its position in light of troubling discoveries in Europe. Governor Andy Beshear claimed that gender transitions aren't performed on Kentucky children, and this has been proven false by a recent letter by the University of Kentucky Clinic. Beshear seems unconcerned about these controversial surgeries on minors, so perhaps the New York Times story will help change his mind. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Well, says it has tripled over the past years from the past years. So, yeah, it's uh, one of these days people are going to wake up and they're going to realize this was, this was cruelty to kids. This was, this was mutilation of kids. This was child abuse, but maybe they'll wake up one day. Hopefully they won't wake up when the flame is around them, burning them forever and ever. But uh, we all need woke up, right? Well, it is time for us to take our, 30-second break. And the reason we take a 30-second break, we got to clear up the lags so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Don't touch at any key.
Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. List a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Thank you for joining us today as we get ready to study in the Word and uh, get your pad out, get your iPad out, get your legal pad out, get, get any way of taking notes because we're in the book of Revelation and you're going to have to uh, dig deep in order to uh, get the full understanding, we're going to try our best to jump in and give you uh, the exposition of this, but uh, it's going to uh, take uh, just a, a, it's a slow process, if you will. And uh, so I want to, uh, and if I can get uh, one of my um, uh, apps to work on my, on my computer so I can get my notes up, I want to... Uh, just kind of um, go back to verse number 10 as we uh, start today's broadcast. And in verse number 10 uh, was where we left off yesterday. And uh, it just begins to read like this. Let's just jump right in. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And so it's sent to the seven churches. And, of course, uh, we want to uh, stop right there 
and we want to go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. And uh, I think that uh, it's important that we study uh, not just Revelation, but everything that um, connects to Revelation. You can look in the book of Daniel, you can look in uh, Isaiah, and you can see uh, the confirmation that he is Alpha Omega, the first and the last. He's the only God there is. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we study in the book of Revelation today. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to utilize this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us to expound the word fully, that it would be line upon line, precept upon precept, and rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We left off yesterday, and we were talking in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 10 and verse number 11. It says, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now, I like the first part of uh, verse 10 of Isaiah 43, uh, because it says um, this, um, that I am he. Jesus said the same thing, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. So there is only one God. There's only one Savior. The Lord Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New Testament. And he revealed himself to John to be recorded in this book of prophecy. So in verse 8, um, Jesus himself declared to be the Almighty. And I'm going to bring this up and let you kind of read along with us. That's that's important. That... that uh, Part of verse 8, of course, all verses are important, but that part of verse 8 is very important. So take, if you highlight in your Bible, if you underline, if you have an electronic Bible, uh, highlight that because uh, he refers to himself as the Almighty. He's not referring to someone else. He's not referring to another. He's referring to himself as the Almighty. Now, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. That's found in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So are there two almighty gods? No, just one. And Jesus tells John, I am the almighty. That is just a, a powerful revelation of his word. The Almighty God who appeared to Abram was the same one unveiled. Remember what revelation is, a revealing or letting down of the veil and seeing what uh, what is behind the veil. And uh, I think that's important too, that when Jesus Jesus was crucified, the veil in the, in the temple was rent in twain, which gave access or a view into the Holy of Holies which is where the Spirit of God dwelled. So it was a revealing even then of who Jesus is. So once you let down the veil, once you uh, 
you know, talk about the flesh, but yes, Jesus came in the flesh. He was crucified. He bled. He died. He was buried and he rose on the third day. But once you let down that veil of flesh, you see who Jesus really is. He is almighty God. Now, John saw Jesus Christ with a similar description as given to the ancient of days. Remember, in, uh, I told you that Daniel and Revelation kind of go hand in hand. So in Daniel chapter 7 and verse number 9, we see that, um, that it is revealed uh, not only in Daniel as the ancient of days, but John saw Jesus with, with the similar description. This is none other than the Jehovah of the Old Testament. He's pictured as the judge. He's wearing the garments befitting his royal office. If you remember uh, that when he uh, saw him, he saw him uh, uh, in a garment and a golden uh, uh, girdle, if you will, he, he saw him with special garments. Verse 14, and I want to bring this up because uh, I think this is important, because um, verse 14 says, and his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And uh, so this is, this is something that I think uh, reveals the power of, and and it reveals the uh, depth of who Jesus is. Uh, you know, again, the veils being let down. John's seeing Jesus in a greater way than he's ever seen him. And then in verse number uh, fifteen, let's go to fifteen. His feet uh, likened to fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And when you read that. Uh, speaking of, it speaks of righteous judgment. Uh, of course, brass, and if you look at the uh, tabernacle plan, if you look at everything outside the tabernacle plan, the, the brazen altar, the brazen laver, uh, they were made out of brass, which represents judgment. So now we're seeing Jesus in a greater way. He's not the lowly little uh, you know, boy running around astounding, uh, you know, the priests of the day and the teachers of the day. Uh, he's not just another uh, person walking along the shore of Galilee doing good things. Now we see him in all of his power, all of his majesty, and we're seeing him as almighty God. Now we see that uh, his feet are likened to fine brass, which, uh, you know, represents judgment. And so uh, now we're seeing the revealing of this, the righteous judgment. In judgment, he will tread down all who hate him, all who have rejected him. And verse 15 also, the voice as the sound of many waters. Uh, this is showing just power and authority. Have you ever uh, been around a raging river? Uh, you know, I'm not talking about just a stream, but I'm talking about when the river is really raging, the authority that river has. It can go where it wants to, take out what it wants to, uh, do what it wants to, and nobody can stop it because it's a raging river. Well, this represents the authority 
and the power of Jesus Christ as the voice of many waters, the voice as the sound, I should say, of many waters, which means the authority. So uh, now, you know, John is being established uh, and he's and he's writing because he's commanded to write this so that we all can look into uh, this vision and see who Jesus is, the Almighty God, and to see his power and authority. And so now we see judgment, we see authority, we see power. And then in verse 16, it just simply says, and he had in his right hands, uh, right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance, now notice this, his countenance, his appearance was as the sun shineth in his strength. So his countenance as the sun. The churches are lamps reflecting the glory of Christ who shines as the sun. Now, not S-O-N, but S-U-N. How many knows that our moon cannot illuminate itself? It reflects, when you look up and see a bright moon, it's not shining itself. It's only reflecting the sunlight that is shining on it. The church, this is why when you look around and you see that uh, he's got in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Of course, we know that uh, uh, the, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. So we're seeing authority, we're seeing the word, we're seeing everything revealed here in Revelation. And then we see something that uh, I think is very important. The church cannot shine on its own. We can't do anything great on our own. We need the presence of the Lord. We need to have the Lord shine upon us. That's the only way we can reflect any goodness. That's the only way we can reflect anything about Jesus is letting him shine on us, dwell in us, and shine through us. And so that is that is something I think is, is important because his appearance uh, was just simply as the sun. And what does the sun do? The sun not only... Uh, you know, it has the ability to shine on everything and give it life, but it also has uh, the ability, uh, you know, to bring about a reflection. So uh, we, as the church, let the Lord shine upon us, and we are to shine with the reflection of Christ. That's pretty good stuff right there. We could we could spend another 30 minutes on that, uh, just talking about the church, how that we are to reflect Christ. We are to represent Christ. We're to uh, be people that are ambassadors of Christ. We're not our own person. I think sometimes, a lot of times, people get wrapped up and they, they forget uh, it's not about us. It's not about us at all. Uh, you know, it's not about building up a ministerial name. It's not about building up a ministerial dynasty. I know there's people that have ministerial dynasties. Uh, you know, uh, grandfather, son, uh, 
grandson and round down the line. Nothing wrong with people following in ministry, but I'm just talking about those dynasties that sometimes is more about the name of the dynasty more than the name of Jesus. And any time that we get wrapped up in such a way that it's more about us, our name, than it is the name of Jesus, then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. But let's look also in uh, Revelation 1 through 6, of course, the original Greek is worded uh, here, unto God and Father. Now we know uh, there cannot be a God and then a Father of that God because God had no beginning, right? So the phrase here refers to one. We find a similar expression in Titus chapter 2 and verse number 13. The glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, not two, but one, Jesus Christ. This verse clearly teaches the truth of the deity of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ is revealed as the head of the church. We all uh, can study in uh you know, uh, Romans, and uh, we can study in Ephesians, and we can study in, uh, you know, First Corinthians. Well, basically, you can study throughout the New Testament, and you see that Jesus is the head of the church. There's only one church. Now, you might say, well, what about this denomination, that denomination? Denominations are not churches. Denominations are not churches. Denominations are man-made identifications. Okay, does that make sense? Denominations are man-made identifications. When they came out of the upper room, they didn't come down with 120 denominations. Man did that. Man did it to identify what they believe. Used to, it would just be simple enough, especially like when the church was born. You just mentioned the church. Everybody knew, oh, well, praise God, you believe in one God. You believe in, in baptism in Jesus' name. You believe in what Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. You believe in the Holy Ghost and receiving the Holy Ghost and, and evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. You believe in all that because you say you're the church. Unfortunately, today, denominations, I don't know how many denominations there are, uh, but there's uh, a lot and those are just man-made identifications. God wants there to be an understanding. There is but one church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, there's just one church. The seven churches of Asia are representing the one true church. They're not representing a different denomination. Somebody said, oh, well, praise God. You know, you've got uh, the denomination of Ephesus. And you've got the denomination of Philadelphia, brother love, brotherly love. And you got the uh, denomination of Laodicea, the lukewarm church. No, that, that number seven in the Bible is always a, a, a completion. And so, so, when, when you look at these seven churches, it's just the seven churches that was going out at that time in these different areas. 
And that's why you have the mention of seven churches. But those seven churches represent one church. There's just one church, just like there's just one God. Now, you, if you had seven churches and had some people have their way, they'd have seven gods. But there's only one God and one church. Remember that. In the few minutes that we got uh, before we come to a close today, <clears throat> of course, we are studying lesson number 1078 of our study through the word. Jesus Christ is unveiled as the head of the church in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. He is in the midst of the church as high priest to minister, but also as a judge in Revelation. We find that uh, the seven stars in his hand, in his right hand, I should, I should note that, because the seven stars in his right hand right hand always in the Bible does not denote a location, a geographical location, but power. Right hand represents power. So where's the churches at? Where's the seven stars? Where's the church? The one church? It's in his hand. Right hand. Power. Oh, we need power. Power, oh power, Lord. We need power. But in his right hand are the angels of the churches. That's verse number 20. Let's just jump down there um, because uh, John responded, uh, falling at his feet is dead. But look at what uh, the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, power. And the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Now, the angels represent ministers or pastors of the churches. So that that's what that uh, means. The seven, the seven, and I just want to reiterate this: the seven stars in his right hand represent ministers or pastors. And then we see that uh, this teaches us that ministry is in the right hand of Christ, the power. Ministry's got to be in the power of Christ. It can't be in the power of persuasion. It can't be in the power of, of uh, talent. It can't be in the power of, uh, of um, personalities. It's got to be in the power of Christ. In his right hand. I see our time is up. We'll pick up on this um, tomorrow. And this, of course, is in verse number 20. And uh, so uh, we will pick up on that tomorrow. This is so rich and has so much um, to for us to uh, grab onto. I just, uh, I just hope that... Uh, that we can uh, grab onto this and uh, and and really study it in depth because there's just so much richness in the word. Revelation's going to take a while because we're going to work our way slowly, methodically, and biblically through it so that we can all have a great understanding 
of the book of Revelation. Well, with that said, I've got to uh, come to a close today, and uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to keep revealing himself in a great way to us because uh, we need to be like John. We need to see him in all of his glory, who he is. He's God Almighty. There's one God, one church. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have given us, Lord, to study your word. I pray that we have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded the word fully, and that we will all leave here with more knowledge than we came. Help us all to see the unveiling that is happening in the book of Revelation to show that you are God Almighty. You are the judge. You are the one with power and authority. And Lord, we, we are the church and we must reflect you and we must operate in the power of your right hand. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for the revelation of who you are. For it's in Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen. That will conclude our teaching for today. I hope that you enjoyed the teaching session and I hope that you will tell your family, tell your friends that they can join these broadcasts and maybe they are working. Uh, they can watch them at a later time because they're on our Facebook page. They're on our archives. Uh, you can find them uh, still even weeks and months and even years after uh, they have been recorded. So we hope it's a blessing to you and your family. Hope you will join us every, every weekday as we come here and have a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We hope you have a great day. Don't forget tonight, 730, Apostolic, Apostolic Midweek Bible Studies coming up. Hang in there with us. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CACU sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.